So it's our job to observe the rules of the scene. Number one, the body count is always bigger. Number two, the death scenes are always much more elaborate. More blood, more gore. Carnage candy. Your core audience just expects it. The Night Watch Zone. Welcome to the channel, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking about Scream 2 today. We've got Coriander and Killian as usual. We've got special guest Tia back with us again. This might become a habit. We'll see. And also, yeah. guest, friend of the channel, my man Steven from Craven Something Scary. How is everybody doing today? Excellent. Great. Good. Good. All right. Hey. So, we're continuing our... Uh, you know, coverage of the franchise leading up to the excitement for the new Scream movie. And like Stephen was saying before we went live, we're, we're right under nine weeks until Scream 5 comes out. So we wanted to make sure we had a chance to go through the franchise. So we're talking about the sequel, which um, I still remember what it was like when the sequel came out. As we start off, before we check out the chat and kind of get going proper, let me just get a quick take from you guys. What you think of Scream 2 is a quick take. I'll, I'll start with you. I'll go around the t whole list here. Coriander, and then Steven, Tia, and then Kill. So I'll start with you, Coriander. I really enjoyed the sequel. I really can't say anything that I don't like about it. Okay. Sounds good. How about you, Steven? Yeah, I, I absolutely think it's one of the strongest sequels in any of the in the horror genre of any horror franchise. It, it is that solid, and and it's the only movie I've ever been able to get sneak peek tickets to see. <laughs> so it always holds a special place in my heart, getting to go like a week early to see it. But it's That's it's absolutely cool. fantastic, man. It stands up, it's strong, and it is you know we'll talk more about it. But overall, I think you're gonna have to be hard pressed to find a sequel. Any, any franchise that can overpower it. I think it's great. Nice, nice. Now, how about you, Tia? I love this movie, and it had been almost 20 years since I'd seen it, so I watched it this week. Nice. And all nice. my memories came flooding back. I actually went to the theater with Coriander <laughs> to see this movie, so um, <laughs> I, I had a hard time going to the movies after seeing this movie in fear that my face would get stabbed, so... Um, it's, it's really stuck with me. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, I'll, how about you, Kill? Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with everyone else. Like, this was just a great sequel. And <clears throat> it was so clever on how it kind of raised the, the ante of the meta. <laughs> you know, because then you had, you know, the, the, the stab movie and so forth and things like that yes. in the actual sequel. Uh, yeah, this was great, and the cast was there, the original three, and then, you know, new additions, so yeah, it was it was awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's just check out the chat and uh, get the intro going, and then we'll be ready to rock. Uh, let's see, David is in the chat saying, <laughs> someone has taken their love for sequels a step too far. That was a great tagline, though, man. They really, that's one thing about these movies, just to jump in real quick. They really did great setup 
you know for the movies the poster the commercials the trailers so credit to credit to uh the filmmakers uh we got jen jen's in the chat saying good evening all good hey, evening jen you to the channel from steven's channel uh thank you thanks for joining us hope you enjoy it all right guys we're gonna get finished getting set up um so for you guys in the chat for you guys watching the replay sit back relax you know what time it is you think it's over now you're wrong all right okay let's get down to brass tacks and uh we just had mr bones jump in what's going on man nice to have you in the chat with us <laughs> everyone loves that that tall man reference in the intro <laughs> all right so let's do this guys i figured i'd structure this a little bit obviously we're gonna have fun talking about the movie but let's start with obviously the beginning of the movie we're gonna be talking about the opening and what we thought of it how it hit us you know any comparison you want to make to the original which of course is classic i'll start with you coriander and we'll just go right around the table what were you thinking in the opening of scream 2 I really like how it opened because you had, you know, the couple in the beginning going to the movie stab and she's all saying how, you know, I don't like scary movies. And so she really wasn't looking forward to it, but I loved how it started out and mm -hmm. yeah, it, it was a great beginning. Yeah, it was. It really was. How about you, Steven? Yeah. And just to think if they just would have gone to the Sandra Bullock movie, <clears throat> It, well, they were all could have been avoided, you know. Just one decision to see the wrong movie. No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. But uh, I, I personally loved it. I think it was a great opening, and you know, the first Scream One's opening it's it's so iconic that you know I would I didn't go in expecting it to match it because I don't think anything ever will personally. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was such a strong opening, and what a great concept of the movie within the movie where you're yes. seeing. Ghostface on the movie screen inside of a movie theater while you're in a theater it's like crazy levels of meta and and then just the way that it ends with with her being stabbed by the killer mm -hmm. and everyone's stabbing with their fake knives and, the, and, the, and they're all in this chaotic moment not realizing this woman's being killed in front of them yes it's just so you think about it it's so messed up but it works so well really absolutely I, I totally agree and, and and before I get to you Tia I just want to say one quick thing this movie is full of homages to the horror genre. And it, it's so funny because when I was taking notes, I was like, wow. I mean, I'm just counting down so many movies and also movies that weren't actually even named, you know, by the characters. But like that scene with Jada Pinkett being killed, Coriander, I don't know if you remember, but when we did our episode on He Knows You're Alone, which is an old slasher from I think it was 81, where 
there are two ladies in the theater the killer comes into the theater and kills one of them and is never found because it's during a horror movie that they're watching so you know you know Wes Wes and Kevin Williamson and those guys really took a lot of um, you know just homages like that from the horror genre which is awesome but anyways but uh, yeah Tia what did you think of the opening and how it was yeah same as what Craven was just saying um, it kind of it's the same theory as you know you go into a haunted house and you kind of wonder if is there a serial killer in here because this would be the perfect place for them to hide and get away with it and uh, right. that's kind of what they did with this so everybody's dressed up everybody's got their fake knives there's fake blood what a what an easy way to get away with slashing somebody so yeah very good very very, very true <laughs> how about you kill well, first off, for me, seeing o- Omar Epps and Jada Pinkett Smith start this movie off, it just kind of went along with the meta because they're critiquing on African-Americans and horror movies and this and that. And it's like, OK, it's like, right. you know, movie imitating life, imitating art. And just watching them was funny. And to see them with all the other um young hollywood that was in this movie it was it's so many people that right? were either up and, up and coming at that time or just just right? really hot at the time and when i saw this opening part and omar epps especially his his death he's he's in the bathroom and once again that's such a vulnerable space it's right. such a, a personal private space it should be a safe space and he hears the stall beside him and someone's like i'm sorry mommy he's like wait what and then to just get stabbed in the side of his head yeah it was just great and i'm like okay that's how we're starting this i i I loved it i loved it and like you know you got oh god yeah i'm sorry but that scene too can i just say that talking about you know you know the scary movie that like ruined like this movie and so many other movies when you see it because obviously they made fun of this scene in their movie mm-hmm. and, yeah right. it just <laughs> that's what yeah. i thought of when this started on that i was gonna, gonna say what we're talking about this scene just a little story that that the folks who are watching it may not know is that the whole story behind that knife to the bathroom stall scene what it's funny because in the script wes revealed that uh, all it said was omar Epps goes into bathroom and then wes makes it scary that's all he said and so that whole bathroom kill was wes craven's idea 100 wow. percent. and one of his crew members has been with them for was with them for years on projects told him a story about uh like a new york mafia guy way back in like the 60s or 70s and mm-hmm. one of the one of his people betrayed him and someone took a knife and stabbed him through the back of a chair real story Ooh. and he, that's what he said really so he said i want to put that into the movie so how can i do that in the bathroom and so wes created that whole scene based on that that real life thing that happened to a chair oh, through wow. the bathroom stall walls so that's a story that i don't think a lot of people know about so i wanted to mention that, that yeah man thanks no that it's that's creepy as hell and and, and like you said man it, it's a vulnerable place and just mm-hmm. It, it was it was a very tense scene and also the other thing too is that they were dropping clues in the movie right then and there because when omar and omar epps was was really cool kill i'm, I'm glad you mentioned that you know he was really cool back in the day but 
he was trying to hear what is being said and it's very very you can't even really make it out but you do hear it say stop it mommy billy did it right you get what you get you get what i'm saying so like right 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 there it's given those clues you know billy's mother also it's 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 an homage i think it's an homage to like black christmas right because the killer was billy you know he'd make those calls on the phone and he's just like just all over the place so wes like you were saying steven and like we're talking about wes is he was such an intelligent director i mean there's so many little easter eggs and treasures you can find Mm -hmm. in this movie um but real quick just to catch up in the chat too jen was saying speaking of meta the conversation about how sequels suck is great especially during the best sequel yeah i love that seed man those are some of the most fun parts of these movies is having that interplay with the characters um coriander i'll, I'll start with you what did you think of the cast i mean we'll, we'll get to the the trinity in a second but the new cast like timothy oliphant sarah michelle geller and those guys yeah, I mean, when I was looking at the cast, I was like, wow, there is a lot of people in it. And the yes. fact that, you know, that they had like so many, you know, characters that it all worked out good, you know, because sometimes when you have too many kills and too many people, it just doesn't yes. work out and you get, you know, bored with shit. But this one, it, it worked out great. I didn't I, mind yeah, the cast at all. I agree. Yeah, it did work out with so many people. I think it did really work out. How about you, Stephen? What were you thinking of the new cast? Yeah, I, I liked everyone. There wasn't like one person that I thought, eh, you know, I don't really care for this person. I think they all played their roles really well. And it was so funny because it was such a popular thing. You know, Scream blew up, as we all know. And I remember Sarah Michelle Geller told her agent, I don't care what role I'm in, get me in this movie. And, and my understanding is she actually agreed to be in the movie without even knowing what role she was casted in. She just wow. went, she just said, I want to be in it. And then she was saying when she read the script, when it came time for her to read her part, and she said, oh, no, I'm going to get killed. She was hoping that she would be like, you know, last longer than halfway in the movie. But uh, she said she, she didn't regret it, though. You know, she wanted to be on it so bad. But I thought it was a great cast. And they played their parts so well supporting the, the, the OG three or four, Count Randy. And yeah. so I thought it was I thought Wes and the team just did a great job with who was on the movie. I thought, it, I, I, you know, I can't think of one role that I would have said. I wish that would have been somebody else. I didn't think that at all. Yeah. Good point. Good point. How about you, Tia? What did you think of what did you think of the cast and also in the opening showing Sydney, you know, she's at college and she's ready for the crank calls and all those types of things. I mean, what were you thinking about how they introduced her as well? Uh the cast I thought was brilliant. For the time that it came out, those were all hot stars. Like that was yeah. That was the way to get the teenagers to spend their money to go because it was all iconic crushes. So mm. uh, brilliant, um, and I love, I love how they brought her back in and how she was just ready to just like go. Like she knew, right. she knew it was coming, and uh, I don't know. I think I love her part anyway. I know a lot of people get annoyed by her, but I, I love her character a lot. Hmm. Shame on those people. I know, man. I know, know, man. Uh, We also have uh, Lamar's in the chat. uh, Big supporter of the channel. What's going on, Lamar? How are you doing? And he said, Can I just say, Jada, over there to death, just die already? (laughs) You know, and it's funny, too, because Jada, Jada, 
knew she was going to die in the opening and when she came on board she said she wanted the most horrific death that that could happen to her like she really wanted to kind of chew the scenery so to speak so i guess she got her chance she really really did um but kill let's get to let's get to the OG3 and let's start getting into the story a little bit tell me what you're thinking as far as how the movie's starting out well, I mean, I you know, I and I said it when we talked about the last uh, uh, movie. I loved Nev Campbell. I loved how she balances her um, just smarts and intelligence and fearlessness, but also vulnerability. And she's also just a sweet, lovable teenage, you know, young lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, now she's in college, and she has her, her roommate there, played by Elsie uh, Neal, I believe. Yeah. And you know she's trying to get past the woodsboro massacre you know she has a new boyfriend you know and just a new group of friends i'm sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say and there's your boy right there timothy oliphant i know you oh, love yeah. timothy oliphant that, that that's my boy man <laughs> i know you do yeah and and you know and and it, it's just they don't dwell on her i guess post-traumatic stress too much but as the movie goes on, I love how you see shades of that, like when she's practicing her play and everyone has masks on and it's like mm-hmm. a Greek tragedy and they're coming at her with fake knives. She went through something very traumatic, but they don't dwell on it. But the way she plays her character and her trust levels of her new boyfriend yes. and the people in her inner circle, it's 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 out there if you see it and if you want to see it, but it's not heavy handed. Um, and and I, I thought it was just, you know, really great and how she played off of, you know, uh, um, Deputy Dewey, you know, he's mm-hmm. coming, you know, and uh, Courtney Cox, everyone, you know, and they all kind of it's like, boom, you're back with like these people. You had such a fun joy ride with the first time. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. It, it was really fun, you know, a fun joy ride in that first movie so to speak and to kind of see them come back i think that's you know and 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 i know steven talks about this too but you know that's the gift and the curse to this franchise is that you get so comfortable and attached to these characters but we all know at some point you know someone's gotta go and so but anyways but yeah it was fun seeing those guys back together coriander for you like when dewey came back into the fold he's there you know because he's worried about sydney and he's such a he's such a I love David Arquette <laughs> yeah. in these movies. I, I am right. not going to lie. I have gone on yeah. record on, on some of these Scream <laughs> episodes. I'm all about Dewey. I've just always loved his character, and, and it just has been one of those things. But, Coriander, what did you think about Dewey coming back into the story and then kind of, you know, the whole team up and Gail coming back? What did you think of that? I, You know, I love David and Courtney in these roles and them together yeah. and when they're getting along mm-hmm. and you can see the the romance there and you know it i yeah i enjoyed these two and dewey i love how you know like you said he has his own theme music and yeah (laughs) i know so yeah i i like these two characters a lot and especially dewey because yeah he cares about sydney you know it's almost like his sister because it was his sister's friend so 
Yeah, I can see how we'd want to protect her and keep her safe. So, yeah. yeah. Very, very good point. Sometimes that, that can be forgotten. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and for you, Stephen, you know, let's get to, to, to the death, uh, uh, Cece's death, Sarah Michelle Geller, and how that all played out. How do you think that that played out? I thought it was really, really suspenseful and tense mm-hmm. and, and it really worked well. Yeah, it's one of my favorite sequences of the whole movie. And okay. I, it really is. I think that Wes, you know, Wes was a master of suspense. He knew how to build tension and, and then he could trick you and like give you some relief, but then it's, but the danger's not gone yet. And that's what we see in this scene. You know, we, we see her hearing the sounds and there's not supposed to be anybody there and the tension's building and you know, something's coming. Mm-hmm. And then it's one of the, uh, one of the sorority girls, remember, comes out of the, the side. Yes. And you're like, oh, okay, you relax now. Now we're good. Well, then the phone rings, and then we start all over. And then finally, we see him sneak in, those face, behind her when she's talking, you know, on the phone. And you know what's coming. Yes. And it's still, even then, it doesn't happen immediately. Wes drew, drew it out. And so this particular scene, I think, is is a, is, is, a, is a classic casebook of how to build suspense, excuse me, how to build suspense and tension in, yeah. a, in a wonderful way. So I love the scene. I hate to see her go. Um, so early in the movie, but I, you know, it's a screen, right? Film. You know, people are going to die. So don't get too attached. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if Buffy can get killed, anything can happen. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I always think of what's her face is Buffy from the movie. Not so much Christy Swanson. Show. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one Tia what did you what did you think of that death scene Which, and also I mean I guess it kind of also folds back into a little bit of, of what we're going to break this down but I mean and also just how you know we saw Ghostface how he was personified when he was going after Sarah Michelle Gellar like for me I yeah. found myself screaming at the like turn around you know that I, that turn around <laughs> like he's behind you and I'm like oh <laughs> she can't hear me so it's like you know what's going to happen, but right. you find yourself trying to interact to try to get her attention, and obviously, you know, you're not in the movie, Tia, but mm-hmm. it feels like it. You almost you feel so intense, like it's yep. it's just it's one of those. It gets you. It's it's, it's from the very beginning of the movie. It, it it's it gets you within the first few minutes, and it doesn't stop. And right. that scene just is a great follow-up to the beginning of the movie. So yeah, yeah, and and it was and and kill. I'll let you throw in if you want to on that too. But it was rough, man, because like when he just tossed her over the side, I just like, wow, it just seemed it's like she was it, a rag doll. Yeah, yeah, it just right. seemed, it yeah. seemed aggressive. You know, it just seemed like yeah. it seemed like this movie was setting a, a darker tone in in that sense. You know what I mean? What would you think, Kill? Well, you, you know, it's funny. Uh, um, one thing that I had said about the last movie is I liked that Ghostface didn't feel polished as a killer, as a killer. You know, it was a little little clumsy, a little, you know, accidental. And I liked that. This Ghostface is way more efficient at killing. <laughs> this go- and, and like you, you were saying, this Ghostface, to me, there was a lot more aggression there. And there's a reason 
for that, which makes so much sense. There's a true vengeance kind of thing going on. You know, I'm not I'm not going to go spoilers here yet or anything, but you can feel it. It, It's a lot more visceral. And this sequence, just like Tia was saying, I was I was saying the same thing like Buffy. No, like Sarah, you're 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 my crush. Please don't 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 die just yet. I need you to stay here. And uh, yeah, but yeah, Ghostface was Ghostface was very, in my opinion, very scary in this sequel. That's a good point. That's that's an excellent point. I, I agree with you. Hey, Knight, um, in, can I just jump in, Knight, real fast, and just make sure. two, two last comments on that scene? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was just me, but did anyone else get the feeling when of Michael Myers falling off the balcony and screen in uh, Halloween at the end? That last yeah. sequence, it just it just gave me that vibe. Did you guys get yeah. that? And it's like that's a good point. I wonder if that was deliberately written as an homage to the Halloween ending. I, I don't know. It's just it certainly looked kind of like that. It um, did, it right? Really did. And then uh, see, so yeah, it, it, it was. Just, and I think uh, you know you guys are nailing it. But I, I just had to throw that in there about that scene because. I just always feel that way when I see it. I'm like, oh, I think of Michael Myers, you know. Yeah. Like, well, and and, cool. and and Kevin Williamson has said that Halloween is his favorite horror movie. Yes. Period. Right. So it would not it would not surprise me at all. So absolutely. Uh, we got Doomsday too in the chat saying, "Hey guys, love Scream series, but one is still the best. Timothy and Leaf were great in part two. Yes, yes. Yep. Timothy Oliphant was great in this. He really, he really was. <laughs> Uh, we got Joseph. Joseph's in the chat too. Saying, "Hey, Nightwatch. Hey, Killian. Hey, hey. Tia. <laughs> Patrick's in the chat. <laughs> saying hi to everyone. Uh, let's see. Hey. David's saying the movie also has an appearance by Tori Spelling. Yes, <laughs> that was a funny yeah. end yeah. joke because yeah. in the first movie, <laughs> Nev Campbell as Sydney was saying, "Yeah, they'll, they'll get someone like Tori Spelling to play my part." You know. <laughs> It's just so funny, but Coriander, let's let's also get to a, a scene that I really liked, um, and and let me know what you think. And we we played it in the opening montage. The scene, obviously, with with fan favorite Randy, one of my favorite characters too. And when he was talking to Dewey, this was after the ghost faced uh, you know attack uh, when Derek gets cut on the arm, and, and Dewey kind of gets there, and, you know, kind of late. And but but Derek is looking like he's looking pretty sus but what did you think of that scene with with randy and dewey and they're talking about the new rules coriander oh you asked asked me that question (laughs) yes (laughs) oh my god uh yeah i always I'm sorry. It was a great scene. I mean, I love, you know, when you always have this guy telling you the rules because, you know, he knows everything that needs to be said about horror movies and You're yeah, right. So <laughs> I enjoyed this scene with Randy and it yes. Would would you think it's about that? That's all right. Yeah, no, it was great. And you know, it used to always frustrate me when he got to rule three. And he's like, rule number three, never. And then Dewey cuts him off. And I'm yes. like, what was rule number three? Well, I'm so happy that I was able to finally find out that what rule number three was. So if anyone watching is curious or doesn't know it already, the rule number three was never, ever, ever kill off your lead character. That was what <laughs> he was going to say. And it was in a, a teaser trailer that had come out. And it was it was a cut scene. They they cut they they decided not to use it. So oh, just a nice. little, it, just in case anyone was wondering. But I thought yeah, it was a great scene. Randy giving the rules as he always does. I mean, every time he would give a rule, I'm like perked up. 
I'm like, I'm really yeah. listening. Like, what's he going to say? Well, you know, what's this so cool? And Absolutely. so I enjoyed the scene. I'm so glad they did another one like that from the first. And, and, you know, I know we're not talking about number three, but Wes found a way even in number three to get it in there, which is pretty cool. That was cool the way he did it. Yeah. Tia, and, and of course, and unfortunately, you know, we're talking about the good moments with Randy, but we got to talk about the death, which was crushing. The scene was yeah. a great setup, though, because he's on the phone. You got Dewey and Gale. They're looking for the killer. They know the killer is watching them. right there. And it was crazy. But but Tia, what did how do you think this scene played out? Well, it, like I said, I watched it again this week and it had been so long that I totally forgot he died. <laughs> so I was uh-huh. shocked all over again. Um, yeah. I was actually shocked by a lot of things in this movie all over again. So um, yeah. I was, at first, I thought it was a joke. I thought, um, when I watched it, I thought one of his friends grabbed him and was going to like, ha, huh, boo. Um, but then I realized that, you know, Ghostface is in there with him and uh, I was kind of like, oh, crap. There go the rules. Like, it's done. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was actually surprised all over again that he was captured in the little candy van. So, it's kind of Right? <laughs> I know. It was, yeah. it was horrible, man. What, what about you, Kill? Uh, you know, it, it, I have t- two quick comments on this. One, I, I love sequences where the killer calls you know the 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 protagonist or you know the good guys and says you know things like i'm watching you right now you know (laughs) like i love that or i'm in the house and so forth and i love how gail dewey and randy they you know they're kind of like well let's spread out and anyone who's on a phone like you know check them like you know because because the person's clearly here and if you remember like some of the dialogue randy's having he's kind of trying to antagonize Ghostface, yeah, and one of the lines that Ghostface says, you know, well, well, Randy says he he talks he talks shit about the previous killers, yeah. like oh he was a mama's boy, he was a <laughs> punk, this and that, and it like as soon as you I heard that you know rewatching this I was like ooh you're gonna get it bad you're gonna right. get it bad <laughs> you know and yeah. sure enough right after that statement. You know, Ghostface comes from nowhere and in broad daylight, but they do it in a very smart, non Michael Myers Haddonfield walking around the town right. in broad daylight way. You know, <laughs> Ghostface is in he's he's in a van, pulls him in, stabby, 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 and the really cool thing that you see is you see Ghostface's boots and yes. they, they take off the outfit, throw it in the van and just walk away. And I just thought that that was a very logical way of killing someone in broad daylight on a college campus and keeping it moving. Because I don't know about you guys, but I don't trust white vans. No. I, I don't like them. I don't walk too close to them. I don't want to come and get candy. I'm not investigating anything. I don't want. I don't want a free puppy, you know. So th- this this was just great, and I love this sequence. And you you, you you're Miss Randy, but thank you. <laughs> and, you know, and, I, and I agree with you, man. Randy, you know, it was too bad. And I I'll be honest with you, it kind of caught me off guard because. I, I don't know. He's he he was just one of my favorite characters, and he always seemed like he was smart enough to like, you know what I mean. But but Stay then alive. again, yeah, absolutely. And, but then again, you know that's kind of what what made things kind of like wow. Anybody, anybody, it could happen to anybody. You know, it's so a I sequel. Think, yeah, yep. absolutely. Um, 
and real quick let's also let's also dive a little bit more into when sydney had her first call and this was right before that before that scene coriander do you how do you think that it played out as far as how nev campbell you know received the call and just it, it kind of like what killian was saying earlier she was really showing a lot of great emotion in this role and the character growth and what did you think of that scene you know she should have just grabbed her coat and forget the phone she didn't even live there that's i mean true. i wouldn't have answered the phone that's for sure it's not my that's place true. not my place to answer but the fact that she did and yeah ghostface was there and yeah, yeah it, it was quite the scene and her boyfriend comes running in and that is, I think, the first time, too, when she starts thinking, oh, God, it could he be involved? And right. Just because it's, like, the first one and with what happened with her previous boyfriend. So, right. yeah, Absolutely. I thought it was a great scene. Yeah. I mean, and, and they were able to set up that whole vibe again as far as you don't know who the killer is. And, you know, and again, referencing that scene with Dewey and, and um, Randy, I mean, they were saying, well, you could be <laughs> yeah, suspect, man. too. And he's like, well, if I'm a suspect, <laughs> right. so are you. That's true. You know, it's like, you know, like, well, wait a minute, you know, so I think it was just fantastic. But but Stephen and I know you you love that, too, Stephen. But I also want to talk about the scene with Gail and Dewey when they were looking at the videotapes, because I think oh, that man. that was a fantastic scene give me a couple high points on what you thought of how that played out yeah that is probably easily maybe my most favorite sequence of the movie i thought it was incredibly well done and you know when they see themselves on the on the monitor yes. from behind it's like oh crud you know and then of course they're and then you gotta love dewey the guy doesn't have a weapon but he goes around with his hand like a gun if you ever if you just watch his hand, the way yes. he runs, he's got like he's. I guess it's like a. It's, you know, in his mind, it's what he would do. You know, having a gun anyway. But he runs up there, limping up the stairs, and he tries. You know, and then of course he's gone. Ghostface is gone. But when they get into the studio, man, when mm -hmm. when Gail is in there, and it is cat and mouse. I mean, to the max. He is. Yes. It is so tense and so high tension, and you're just like almost holding your breath. Like there, I mean, just. When this shows that scene there, and he's right there, yeah. and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, and she walks between the the sound baffling things, and he's behind her, and she keeps navigating around. Mm -hmm. It is so intense, man, and you just know it at is. any moment he could pop up, she could turn around, and bam, he's right there. Yeah, and then finally, when he does try to get in, you know, the door, she throws the cabinet uh, thing over, and he can't get in, but she's locked in the she's locked in though, she can't yeah. go anywhere. So she literally is, is, is so much fear after seeing what happens with Dewey that she mm -hmm. just crouches in the corner and because and, there's nothing she can do, you know. And then, of course, then she looks up and he's gone. Go, yes. like, oh, no. Now you don't know where he's at. But that whole sequence to me, I think it was a crowning moment of the movie. And I thought how they had Dewey being stabbed in front of her was so emotional because we're yeah. so invested in these characters or i mean and we knew he survived barely in scream one and so we were like maybe he really is gonna die in scream two yeah. you know and especially the way they did it and i thought it was masterfully done so that, that's really all i had to say about it i thought it was great i loved it yeah no it, it, it was a great scene and courtney cox was great in that scene but tia yeah. what did you think of it how it all played out i thought it was one of the more scary scenes because it's one of my worst fears is like being chased and then being mm -hmm. cornered and then not being able to uh, get out. And then having her 
barricade that door and then him disappear and it's like okay he's still in here but where right um, and then I, I i honestly thought that dewey died i didn't think mm-hmm. he was gonna make it so right on top of that she just saw you know there's a lot of sexual tension between those two so she's probably thinking oh crap there goes my chance now he's down on the floor but it's just it, to me that was one of my biggest fears being chased being cornered and then not being able to get out so that one hit home for me yeah absolutely how, how about you kill how, how did it hit for you I have to agree with Tia on this. I mean, it, this is nightmare fuel. Tight corridors, little kind of shelves, and you have a killer that is so aggressive and just wants to slice you up like yeah. that close. And that scene where, uh, you know, Ghostface kills Dewey, and she doesn't even hear it because they're in a soundproof booth. And it's just like, oh man. And then she sees it. And then Ghostface sees her and is just like, oh, I want to get in there and I want to rip you apart. Like Ghostface mm-hmm. is trying th- th- their best to get through that glass. And she just had, you know, you know, she's watching this person that just has so much hatred towards her, want- wanting to get at her that, yeah, she just kind of just crumples down and cries. And it's just like, I-, I have no recourse. There's nothing I can do. Right. I am stuck here. You just killed this guy that I, I, I kind of like. You know, he, he's a sweet guy. Mm-hmm. And so she's she's mourning his death, and she's also worried about herself. And I think the way Court, Courtney Cox played it was just perfect because at that yeah. point, there's nothing you can do but just – you know, smoke them if you got them. I I don't know. You know, like I, I, I don't know what I what I even can even do here. You know? Right, right. Yeah, and it really it, again it just built up that relationship between, you know, Gale and Dewey, and it was like you know they finally were kind of back on the same page, and then tragedy hits. I mean, this is a true definition of horror, and 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 it really it built up Gail's character even more because you become even more sympathetic to her. You know, she's kind of shedding that hard image of, of, that she has. And of course, Dewey, I mean, he, he he basically looked like he was dead, which by the way, originally he was supposed to stay dead. That was the original idea that that, that was going to be the end of Dewey. But Wes Craven, God bless him, man. You know, he loved the character. I think he saw the worth in the character and uh, well we know at the end they showed that he uh, survived it but but <laughs> coriander let's go to another another great scene that i wanted to touch upon i just wanted to make sure we hit some of these big scenes but the scene where sid is in the car with the cops the fbi guys and Ghostface comes and does what he does i mean that was such a dramatic it was so tense filled of a scene what did you think of it how did it go for you you guys keep referring to Halloween. I mean, doesn't that remind you of when Michael, you know, kind of got onto the car and attacked it? And yeah, yeah there you go. Up, you know, killing the cops and running over one of them. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was crazy. And the fact that those girls had to climb over him to get out of that car was it yeah. wasn't it was intense. Yeah, like you say, Craven can he knows how to build suspense and make it extra tense and yeah it was it was a great scene absolutely and w- <laughs> what'd you think of this one steven yeah absolutely i echo coriander i mean wes even said in this particular scene he wanted to purposely draw out the tension as long as possible he said because what's going to happen is he said when nev gets out 
everyone in the audience is going to say, oh, she, Haley's dead. You know, it's like everyone's going to think, yeah. okay, the, the star's out. The final girl's gone. She, she, Haley is toast. And then he said, no, no, no. I, I, I want her to survive too. So you, all this tension you're building up, she crawls across. And you're just waiting for him to like wake up and stab yeah. her. And it doesn't happen. It's like, whoa, she gets uh, out. Okay. Yeah. And then you kind of relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we know what happens next when Niv says, I have to go back. And, yes. You know, and then bam, Haley, poor Haley, that's in for her. And Ghostface is gone. There it is. You know, and I'm like, dang. But Matt West just knew, he knew what he was doing. And I love how he, because that could have been a quick scene. She, right. That could have been really fast. Grab, yeah. pull, and go. But he wanted it to be slow and make you just like grind with anticipation of what's going to happen. And he pulled it off. It's great. He really did. And, and and before I get to you, Tia, and by the way, Lamar um, was saying that that was that was the best kill scene as well. And, and I do agree. It was a great scene. A lot of tension. And uh, Dan's in the chat saying, hey, guys, what's going on, Dan? How you doing, man? But I just wanted to say before I give it to you, Tia, Wes Craven again like you said steven it could have been a really quick scene right it could have been you know ghost face kills the cops and then something happens and then the girls get away or he kills Haley, and that's it but this was stretched out and when he didn't wake up when Haley was climbing over him that's to me anyways is a sign of that higher level directing ability horror directing you know what i mean and this you know the wes cravens the john carpenters the george romero's those guys um and i think it just made the scene so good it wasn't a whole bunch of you know bombastic things going on in that particular moment but you were on the edge of your seat it was just crazy Mm -hmm. i'm assuming tia that this scene freaked you out as well (laughs) yeah i am the type of person and i said it before like I put myself right in the movie. Like, I am in the movie with them. And I, if I would have been in that car, I don't know if I could have crawled out over him. Right. Like, I I can't envision being able to do that without having, like, a massive panic attack or, like, you know, kneeing him in the jaw as I'm climbing out over him or something. But the whole time I'm thinking, oh, he's going to grab her. He's going to grab her. Especially the second girl. Like, oh, she's going to wake him up. And she got out. And I was like, all right all right this is okay and then you know you know what happens so it's yeah. uh uh that scene again it's uh those are the ones that really get me it's those <laughs> ones where they think they're dead and they're they're you know they're not going to be dead <laughs> they're not going to be dead they're no. never dead they're never no. dead. kill how, how about you did was this one of your favorite uh scenes in the movie and how, how do you think that west did with the direction on it Oh, it, it was masterful. Um, I mean, for me, Nightmare Fuel is, you know, like in the uh, 2018 Halloween, being stuck in the back seat with Michael Myers, even if he's passed mm, yeah. out. Or like, you know, this, you have to climb over this person that you don't want to be anywhere near. And you're, mm-hmm. you're just wondering, like, okay, are you really awake or are you asleep? Because you have a mask on and I can't tell. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, and you're watching and you're just like, oh, my gosh, you know, you're holding your breath for each of these women to get past the killer. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, wow. Okay, they got past. And I remember when I first saw this movie, mm-hmm. I, I automatically thought Elsie Neal, she, she's going to die, you know, because Nev ne- ne- is our, 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 our protagonist. She makes it through. And then, oh, wow, they both got 
out. I was like, wow, this is great. And then all of a sudden, boom. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, damn you, Wes Craven. You got me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know? And even, even like right there, the look on Courtney, uh, I'm sorry, on Nev Campbell's face. It's like, oh, no. Like, yeah. what? You know, it's like, man, to go through all that, we just climbed over and then masterful. Masterful. Yeah. And, and, and just to say something about that, and then I'll go to you, Coriander. You're right, man. The look on her face is just, you see a whole bunch of things going on in that scene. And it's a credit to, to, to actors and actresses like Nev Campbell, because we've seen a lot of horror movies where, unfortunately, the actors or the actresses or the characters, you just don't connect with them. Nothing no. really hits home. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah. for these movies, and obviously we were talking about Scream specifically, Neff Campbell, you know, Courtney Cox, all these actors mm-hmm. and actresses, they really did a hell of a job. They really, really did. And it's, yeah. it's awesome. Yep. But guys, sure. you know, we've, we've talked about a lot of the high points, and this has been really fun. But we got to get down to the meat and potatoes of this movie. And Coriander, we're going to talk about the reveal scene, the, the finale, when we find out who is Ghostface? What's going on? What's the motivations throughout the whole movie? We've seen different red herrings. You know, everybody's thinking Derek's involved in this and so forth. But when they're there at the theater, and you see Timothy Oliphant as Mickey reveal himself, Coriander, tell me what you were thinking about this scene, how it hit for you. You know, I I was surprised because I didn't think that. It was him for some reason, you know. Mm. It, it was hard to pinpoint who it was because, you know, there's usually two or, you know, who knows, you know. So, yeah, it this reveal, it was it was a good one. And, you know, he even was, you know, so convincing when they were in the hospital and he's like, oh, yes. we're all here for you. And yes. it's like, wow, he's, he's really good at what he was doing. Because he good was point. Yeah, good point. And also in the cafeteria when Derek was singing to Sydney and, yes. and T- Timothy Oliphant was the biggest hype man in that in that whole scene. He's like yeah. getting people to clap and everything. He was he was great. Yeah. He really was. Uh, Stephen, what about for you? It, actually, let me ask you this, Stephen. At this point in in the movie, obviously this is all spoilers. We all know that, anyways. But we see Timothy Oliphant reveal himself, and we'll get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. But the whole idea of the character of Debbie Salt with Laurie Metcalf from Roseanne fame. Did you think in any way, shape, or form she was involved in this up to this point, up before she was revealed? Man, I, I'll say the short answer is I'll say no, but I was, I was always a little suspicious. Let me just put it that way. I'm okay. like, I don't think she's going to be involved, but I, but I also thought to myself, that's what the whole movie's that way though anyone you think it could be like i mean right. probably half the characters i thought at some point was could do it so i'm gonna say probably leaning towards more i wasn't really thinking so much about her uh however as we got as the, when the reveal happened and they made it look like it was gail which another was a kind of a cool move when the door opens and gail steps out you know and you're like oh really gail and then she shakes her head no and then we see her i'm like what then of course it's the whole what shock like what who, what, what is your motivation? You're like twice her age. You know what? You, what's going on? Um, and so that revealed. And I think the connection to being Billy's mom that was cool. I, I like that. And I think there was just a really great, great connection of through and, and and just keeping the Loomis tie with the first one. And so you know, I, I'm thinking. I'm just thinking about poor Hank. 
Billy's dad, dude. Yeah. His, his son. I look at his ex-wife, and she's she's as psychotic as the son. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then Timothy, what a great psychopath, dude. That guy, mm-hmm. what a great manipulator. And we see it like the scenes you guys just mentioned in the hospital and the cafeteria. He is so supportive, quote, and such a good friend. And then the whole time it's a charade. And yes, a, that is a psychotic man. I tell you what, and he and 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 Killian, to your point, he was so brutal. He was so aggressive. He was because I really believe he did most of the killing. I think Debbie saw, you know, did she says she did the van killing? Remember, I got a little knife happy with Randy. So yeah, I'm sure she didn't do much of the killing, but man, Mickey, Mickey was he was brutal. I was saying, I'll just put it that way. He was brutal. He but, was. He really, really was, yeah. man. He was. Yeah. And then the other, one last, one last thing on that. When he, I thought was clever when he took the mask off, and he's he plays it up with with uh, with Derek, saying, mm-hmm. "You know, Derek, where have you been? Yes. I've been, you know, I've been waiting for you. You're stuck here." And then poor Sydney now, who already is on, is questioning the trust with, right. with Derek, and now she's really thinking, "Oh gosh, they are not together. This is Billy and Stu all over." And then, of course, we find out he's not. And I felt so bad because Derek was a great guy. He was such a nice guy. Yeah, he was totally innocent the whole time. Like, I really did feel bad for him. And he was looking so suspect for, like, 90% of the movie. (laughs) There's a credit to the movie, though. But, Tia, what did you think of the reveal in the finale? How Uh, went? Again, like I said, I just watched it again. And I totally forgot Lori Metcalf had anything to do with any of it. So when she came out behind Courtney Cox... I was just like mind blown. I, I was shocked. And I'm like, not Jackie, not her <laughs> sister. <laughs> because at first, when um, um, Timothy Olfen, you know, was going after Sydney's boyfriend at, when he's up on that little cross thingy, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, he really was involved. And then he shoots him, and I'm like, yes. oh no, I'm like you just shot my crush. Don't kill him anyway. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I was shocked when Lori Metcalf came out. Totally yeah. forgot that she had anything to do with it. And then the fact that it was Billy's mother, it's just, there's so many horror movies. It's like mother and son, mother and son, Psycho and, and Jason and like all of those. It's just like, what's up with mother and son? Like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. No, absolutely. Uh, and we got Gorpo. Gorpo's in the chat. What's going on, man? Nice to see you. Saying, uh, Lori, Lori Metcalf is fantastic no matter what she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is really good, though. She she truly is, man. I agree with you. Uh, her acting in that scene uh, night was was fantastic. Yeah. I have to say, I have to give her props because her, her eyes, even that shot you had us a minute ago, the way she looked and, yes. and the intensity that she was able to bring out of herself man she i'm really curious how she got in method how she got into character because it was it was so intense like right out of her own out of her body type of emotions it was great yeah no absolutely she was on another she was on another level and kill what did you think about her reveal and and also just how it was stringing like like everyone has been talking about how it was stringing together the whole story the whole luma story what were you thinking about Oh, I loved it. And, and you know, you know, it's funny. The one thing I, I want to say about, like, the Scream franchise is you have the iconic killer, which is Ghostface. But you never know who is 
playing the role of Ghostface in the movie. You know it's someone that's that's that you've seen. You know it's someone who has at least spoken dialogue and right. someone who's in Nev Campbell's inner circle in some way, shape, or form. But that's mm-hmm. like the extra cherry on top of these movies. It's like guessing who is it. I can never guess. You know, I I never guess who the killer is, and that's why I love it. And mm-hmm. when you had Timothy Oliphant, you know, it's just like, oh man, that, my my boy. He, you know, he he he, the way he played it was just so, yet, is so intimidating in one way because he's like he's thought this out. He's like, hey, yeah. I want this to happen. I want the trial. I'm gonna have this, this group of people back me. They're gonna get me off. He has thought this through so mm-hmm. much in his head, and on top of that, Lori Metcalf, she is kind of manipulating him, but kind of just, you know, kind of doing an Emperor Palpatine. Like I see the darkness in you. <laughs> I'll just, I'll, I'll just be the money person. I'll help, mm-hmm. you know, fund this and and I'll help shape and groom you. And it's just a perfect. Uh, symbiotic relationship between those two and I, I i absolutely loved it you know shots out to jackie roseanne you know i mean you know Man, look at that moms don't don't mess with mom's kids okay <laughs> like seriously <laughs> yeah. you you really you do you want to die a mom will will get you back all right just remember that guys remember that and she also said, I love that scene when she says, you know what makes me sick? Yes. Like, yes. The way she said it, like it's 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 right on the borderline of being amazing and over the top. And it's right mm-hmm. in the middle that works so well. And she just talked about it's good old fashioned revenge. And you mm-hmm. really felt what she was saying. And it made sense it made so much damn sense it it was not even i mean sydney's mom was having an affair with her husband Mm -hmm. sydney killed her son i mean come on this woman had every right to do what she was doing to these guys yeah (laughs) yeah man absolutely uh and jen jen is saying laurie metcalf plays crazy well she's totally nuts on the corners she is (laughs) that's a good point it is true I, i definitely agree uh, Gore saying, doing great, enjoying life, loving horror. Take care, everyone. All right, man. Thanks so much. We appreciate you you stopping by, man. Hope to see you soon. Um, but yeah, man, this reveal, it was just great. But the one thing I want to throw out, too, and, and you, you know, I'll pass it to you guys, too. But it was like so many twists in this one scene because then you also have, and we haven't talked about him too much, but one of my Cotton. other favorite characters is Cotton. Cotton. Oh, I know. Cotton, That's right. Cotton, right? Cotton yes. comes out. And and look, Leif, and Kill, I know you love Leif Schreiber, but look, he he he. First of all, he didn't have enough screen time in the movie, but I get it based upon what his character was and and the making sense of it all. But every scene he was in, I loved. I loved the scene when he was confronting Sydney about the the interview, and he was talking about you know, don't I deserve you know you know. <laughs> Fifteen minutes of fame and all that. S- S- Sydney, it's Di- it's Di- it's Diane Sawyer. Diane Sawyer, Sydney, Sydney. I mean, I mean come on, you know, let just, just give you a little bit of credit here, you know, and just the way he talked. But but Coriander, what did you? How do how do you think all those twists work? Did you enjoy that about the reveal? And and obviously when Cotton came in, were you thinking that he, he was going to turn? Like, what were your thoughts? At first hell yeah because he played it so well you know and yeah when he went and instead shot 
Lori there. Yeah, it was like, good for you, buddy. And yeah, mm-hmm. I love too at the end how when Sydney was like, I'm not the hero, Cotton is. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah, that was, that was that cool. was great. Yeah, that, that was a great point. And, and, and to me, that kind of to me just says all you need to know about Sydney Prescott mm-hmm. in a way. You know, she's just she's just a decent person, man. Even though this guy she wrongly accused but obviously there was a lot of pain in her life and she dealt with that she's a good person you know and she said hey i know this guy he, he did a what he did a year in jail or whatever over this thing you know he deserves he deserves his little quote-unquote payback some some good fortune and she turned it over to him i think it was a great ending um, um to the movie and it it was cool it was very very cool it was a, um, a deep way to say he, she was sorry too like i'm sorry yeah. so yeah. yeah, absolutely. A different way. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely was a good way to say I'm sorry. I, I think you're right, Tia, because, mm-hmm. you know, he even said, you know, I did a year for you, Sydney. Can't you do an hour for me or something like that? Yeah. And it's like, you know, he's right. <laughs> I mean, I got to admit he's right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, the, the movie was great. The finale was great. But obviously the question will arise uh, about the movie, you know, how it compares to the first so Stephen, i'll throw it to you next how do you think it compares to the first you know how good of a sequel is this movie oh i think it compares great i mean i, I mean I, obviously in my opinion the first one is the gold standard of course but I, so i didn't go into this movie expecting uh, expecting it to try to match it or beat it because i think you set yourself up for disappointment if you do that with sequels so my my hope was it would be at least the same level of intensity and mm-hmm. uh and, and and creativeness as the first one and i think it hit both i was satisfied i, I thought that west did a great job and he, i think the sequel again earlier i think it's one of the strongest sequels to a movie you're going to ever see even even outside of horror i mean here's some you know that's another discussion but uh, i think it stands up and i think it's on par with the first one i really do i think they they are equally strong the first one is, is the strongest but i mean as far as follow-ups go man in a, in a weaker director's hands this could have been a disaster man this could yeah have been a horror show not in a good way and yeah Absolutely. But Wes Craven, man, he he knew how to do it. He showed his masterful skills, and in the right cast, everyone was back. It was it was great. It just it worked perfectly. And I have to yeah. mention one thing, Knight, real quick, on the ending before we get totally away from that ending. Uh, two things. The first one, real fast. My favorite line from Cotton Weary is, "I bet that Diane Sawyer interviews looking pretty good right now." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that one too. <laughs> and then and then the next one, what does Sydney say? Consider it done. Yeah, and then it's bam. And I'm like, this is so great. And then last thing on the ending, I have to say because I don't know how many are aware of this, but this is the alternate version of Scream Two. So the original yeah. version uh, they had written and had it ready to go and greenlighted, but unfortunately someone on who knows leaked it on the internet and mm-hmm. so they had to completely rewrite it kevin and west together rewrote the second one but the original ending would have had Haley and derek being the killers the ghostface killers her roommate and her boyfriend and debbie salt or loomis would have still been the mastermind and but in the ending uh they were going to have cotton weary shoot nev campbell and she would have shot him and they were both going to be laying on the stage with a cliffhanger ending not knowing if they're alive or dead that was the original ending and they scrapped that for because it got leaked and rewrote it and honestly i still think this version is better than that 
I mean, I'm sure Wes would have made it great, but yeah, I, think I agree. Not with that. being the boyfriend, you know, that would have been repetitive. So I thought, yeah, that this was the right way to end it. But anyway, I think it's a great sequel, and I'll stop talking. No, no, no. I, I, and I, I <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, and and they were rushing, you know, because this was right. this was put together while the first movie was still in theaters. They were green. Yeah. They greenlit the sequel, so they were in a rush from the get go, and sometimes writing dialogue the day of shooting. So it's. Again, it's all credit to Wes Craven to, to to get this thing situated and make it make sense and make it a great movie, in my opinion, mm -hmm. too. But Tia, what about you? Do you do you think it's a great sequel, and how does it compare to you to the first? Oh, I actually like this one a little bit better than the first one. I I thought it okay. had it was more action packed, maybe a little more twists and turns, and I thought the ending was even better because I I kind of in the first one I kind of always thought it was the boyfriend. It was mm -hmm. it was kind of. But this one, I was completely like, "What?" the whole time. Yeah. So, yeah. and right, this the whole entire thing was. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It was exciting the whole movie, and I I liked it better than the first one. Wow. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Have, and you and you've always enjoyed it more than the first movie, like yes. even back in the day. Okay. Wow. Yep. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> nice. What What about you, Kill? What, what did you think about this, as far as it being, you know, a, a good or a good or great sequel, and how it compared to the first? Oh, oh, he's gone. Oh, we lost him. Technical difficulties. <laughs> well, I'll jump in uh, because to me, I do think it was a, a great sequel. I think it worked really well. Um, I liked the intensity that it that it brought too like it really upped the ante on everything to, to me you know and again like you guys have been saying too it had a big cast and it seemed like everybody you know kind of had their part to play but you still have the story focused on gail dewey and sid kind of as the heart of it all sydney obviously being you know the main part of that but i think it was just fantastic and i gotta admit and and I, you know we'll talk at some point about how we rank these movies, but I gotta admit it, it is very close with this and the first one for me as well. I mean it really is close. I mean I'll always enjoy the first one because that was the first one, the concept, everything about it was great. But seriously, this one this was very very good. There's no doubt about it. No no doubt about it at all. Coriander and obviously Coriander too. When we watched it. I, I assume that you really enjoyed it a lot too, right? I did. I feel like Tia. I almost like this one more than the first one. You know, I thought it was okay. way more tense. And yeah, I liked how, you know, Ghostface was a little more vicious and a little, yeah, scary in this. So yeah. Right. I, I okay. enjoyed this one more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joseph saying, have a wonderful week, everyone. I got school in the morning. All right. All right, man. <laughs> Take it easy. Lamar saying good night. I'm tired. Got to work in the morning. Long live Buffy. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Jen saying hopefully we will get the cliffhanger in January. Yeah, I, yes. think, I think that that would be a great way uh, for the new movie to, to kind of do some new things, some fresh things. But Kill, I just wanted to get you before we start to head on out here. What do you think of the movie, this movie, as far as it being a good or great sequel and how it compares to the original screen? You know, I, 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 if you ask me on any certain day, I, I might say this one's better than the first one or the first one's better. Uh, I, I, I think they're both great. 
Um, and I I agree with what Coriander said. The you know to me Ghostface just felt more vicious in this one with good reason. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. there was there was reason for that. Right. And I I love the cast and I love that they were able to get that same magic that they had from the first mm-hmm. one up the ante up the body count yeah. and expand the cast and and still let everyone shine let the og shine let the new characters shine and it was just great absolutely man i think yeah i think they did a heck of a job but anyways guys you know we we just wanted to take some time to kind of just talk a little about scream 2 kind of you know as a celebration and an overview discussion and um you know this has been really fun um i really enjoy this movie this franchise is a very near and dear franchise and it's a lot of excitement building up to scream 5 which is again you know it's it's coming man it's right around the corner and i got it i gotta admit man i'm just so hyped to see what what they're gonna do with it because of the legacy of this franchise this is a top tier franchise in the horror genre so you know it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a heavy weight on the directors for the new screen but um yeah Yeah, anyways guys uh for you guys in the chat for you guys watching the replay uh definitely let us know in the comment section what you think of Scream 2, how it compared to the first one, what you think of it in terms of the franchise. Let us know down below. Give the video a like, and please subscribe to the Nightwide Zone. And we will catch you guys later. Tia, thanks for, for joining us again. Sure. Uh, we, hope, we hope to see you join mm-hmm. us again. It's always fun having you here. Steven, thank yeah. you for joining us again on this. Absolutely. It's always thank fun you. to have you here. Yeah, um, man. And for Steven, I'll have his channel link in the description down below. You got to check out his channel. We just did a, a, a an episode on Halloween where we kind of yes. rehashed a deep dive on Halloween. You guys know I love my Michael Myers and, and Dr. Loomis. So that was a fun thing, too. So you guys got to check that out. So we will catch you guys later. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, you are the Night Watch. Peace out, guys. See ya. Peace.